Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Restaurant Rehab Podcast. My name is Jeremy Hall, and I guess we should start by just explaining what this whole thing is going to be all about. So thank you, first off, for even just coming to this episode in the first place, and thank you for listening to all future episodes if you choose to. Uh, This podcast is going to be called Restaurant Rehab because it is about rehabilitating restaurants from all the way to ones that are successfully running but lack in the ability to properly manage the staff and the staff aren't happy or the guests aren't happy or the profits down or productivity's down. I mean, there are a bajillion different reasons why a restaurant may not be successful, but we're here to discuss the inner workings of restaurants from both the customer perspective and the employee's perspective and the owner slash manager's perspective. Get a little bit of everything, um, the do's and the don'ts, if you will. And it's all focused on ways to, like I said, improve the employee's productivity, the customer satisfaction, and overall profitability for your restaurant if you're an owner, or profitability for yourself if you're a server. Um, There are a bajillion ways that this can go. And every episode is going to be focused on a singular topic and or a fan question. So to get us going, um, this episode is just going to be a complete intro, super basic. Uh, So I figured I'd talk a little bit about myself. Again, my name is Jeremy Hall. And uh, what are my qualifications for this is probably the main question that you would all have. I have been in restaurants for uh, legally (laughs) about 13 years. Um, I'm 27. I've been in restaurants since I was 11, though, uh, but obviously not on the books. So uh, on the books, yes, 13 years since I was 14. I started as a dishwasher in a bakery at 14 years old. I have worked damn near every position uh, in a restaurant at this point. I've done dishwashing. I've been a host. I've been a server. I've been a bartender. I've been a bar manager. I've been a front of house manager. I've been a prep cook. I've been a line cook. I have not done grill as a position. As a cook, I have not been on grill. I've worked grill as a manager when need be to step in, but I've never felt I've never held that as a position. So bear with me if that ever becomes an issue. Um, I have been a assistant general manager. I have been a general manager. I've been an operations director for a hotel. I have been a uh, lead trainer. I've been a uh, corporate trainer. I've done, I like I said, pretty much everything. And what I love the most about that is that in any management position I've had, I have truthfully and honestly understood the every being aspect of what the employees that I am managing are doing and going through. And not only that, but if they have a question, I can answer it with personal experience and not just what someone else has told me or what I've, you know, witnessed over time and think may be the best case scenario. You know, I can actually put cold, hard time into my answers to these people that are, you know, requesting my assistance as their manager. And then just as an employee, because there's been times where I've dropped down from management and gone back to bartending. Like right now, I'm bartending because one, we're just getting out of the coronavirus and we're still dealing with that in ways. Um, but more so than anything, I really miss often just talking to the customers. And as a manager, you lack that in some ways. As a manager, you spend usually two key points talking to customers. One, you're talking to them to say, Hey, how's everything? So glad you love it. Can't wait to see you again. Hope all is well. Talk to you later. Or you're going over to be like, I am so sorry that that did not come out the way that you wanted it to, or that there was a misunderstanding and you didn't get what you needed, or you asked somebody for something and they didn't get it for you on time. Let me take care of that for you. Let me help you out. 
I am so sorry. Here's my apology. Those are like your two main interactions as a manager. And I, I miss even when you had conversations with the customers as a manager, you were there as a manager. So it was kind of um, it was a, it was it was almost fake, if you will. And I missed as a as a server, a bartender, anything that wasn't holding that authoritative position. The customers' conversations with you were much more real, much more honest, much more laid back, and you could you got to actually create real relationships because they were looking at you as their their constant there. The managers change here and there; they're not always on when the other person's on. But like servers and bartenders have pretty regular schedules, and they're the people that you can literally have next to you throughout the entire experience. So it's a different type of interaction that you have with the customers. And I missed that interaction in a lot of ways. So there have been plenty of times that I have brought myself back down for management, but I do also really love managing. Um, in the places that I've managed, I've managed corporate locations. I've managed a four diamond restaurant. I was an assistant front house manager for a four diamond restaurant inside of a five-star hotel. That was a lot. It is not my cup of tea. I mean, I get it. I understand it, but do I want to do it? No. Um, I've bartended at clubs. I've bartended at uh, corporate places like Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, you know, I've, I've been in all of them, corporations, mom and pop shops. I've done it and I love it. I love every aspect of it. But by being in all these different locations and styles and being in all these different positions, what I have gained the most is the experience and knowledge that each location benefits from and the other doesn't know about. And that sounds probably super confusing. Uh, and one thing you'll learn about me is that I talk in semicircles and I don't always finish my sentences, but I will do the damnedest that I can to make it all make sense to you. But what I'm trying to say is that there are things that say mom and pop shops get to do or do because they're a mom and pop shop. And then corporations don't take advantage of it or don't do or vice versa that corporations have in mom and pop shops don't even bother trying to do, but it really benefits them if they if they did it. The most basic example I could give would be all corporations have uh, like a huge set of systems or SOPs or standards or procedures, right? And they even have like outdoors, outside systems that they that they've brought in, like the Red Book. If anybody's been in a corporate restaurant, you've probably heard of the Red Book. It is just the traditional old like calendar esque style notebook that has your your daily temp logs, your uh, your weather, your your uh, your your morning sales, your evening sales, like what events were happening, if there's any holidays, what day of the week is it, you know, just like your generic, like, everything you would need to know for that day's information to get you prepared for the day to be set for the day, etc. Um, is on there. And that's like, intensive for a mom and pop shop to try to come up with on their own. And they're not going to spend the hundreds of dollars a year that or whatever it is to get, you know, the pre made versions of it. And because, you know, to them, the mindset would be mostly what's the point. Um, and it can be kind of overbearing, um, especially when you're, you know, trying to run the place, you're working as an employee because you can't afford to have yourself as like a, just an outside manager. Maybe you can't even afford to have multiple managers and it's just you as an employee manager and then a couple other employees with you, you know, you don't have the time for that kind of stuff. So it can be kind of overbearing. And one thing that I've loved doing when I walk into positions in those places is just taking a moment to step back and, and get the paperwork together because more often than not, that paperwork ends up saving all the people involved so much time and hassle and questioning and, and, and 
uh, you know, misunderstandings and misinterpretations. Um, and when there is an issue, you have something to fall back on. You can say, hey, here is my drink build. Here is my food build. And we've trained you on this. We've showed you this. And it's here for your guidance at all times. And you're still not doing it. So what can we do for you to change that or to help you get it done in the correct way? Because there's clearly some type of miscommunication here. Um, when you don't have the food build or the drink build and you've only told them, you know, or um, say it's a server and, you know, you've you've only told them how you want them to talk to the tables or answer the phones if they're a host, but you don't have it written down anywhere or for them to like go over and take home and study, et cetera, then you're kind of shit out of luck, to be honest, because, you know, you can say over and over, I told you that, but honestly, you might not have because you're talking to a million people on a regular basis. And two, they might have forgotten because they're also hearing a bunch of new information every day. So you can't be all that, you know, upset about it. But when you have things written down and you have that option for people to like go back and look at things like it definitely changes the game and it helps you by sticking to you know, what you know and what you need to know. And then you're not stuck trying to remember who you told what to and who you didn't tell what to. You have communication boards. If something changes, you put on a communication board. Like all these things that corporations do really benefit mom and pop shops too, but the mom and pop shops tend to to not take advantage of them. So my point was that by working in all these different styles of restaurants, corporation, mom and pop, et cetera, um, I've, I've learned different tools that each have and take advantage of that others could also take advantage of. And then the things that, you know, work for one, but don't work for the other and, and how that kind of differs. Um, and you can very clearly tell too, if you, you know, get a job at say like a mom and pop shop and the, the manager that they hired is from a corporate location, you can, you can tell that they've never been in a mom and pop shop before because there's, there's a lot of things that are different and there's also a lot of things that are the same. Um, and vice versa. So anyway, I've drawn on drawn on long enough, um, which is something that I also often do. But the whole point of this podcast is going to be to assist both the owner and the employee and the customer to have a better understanding of the overall inner workings of restaurants from the day-to-day to just the individual experiences of each person and what might make things better for them or for the people they're serving or for the people that are working for them or vice versa. You know, many different aspects are going to get discussed um, and we're going to jump right into it tomorrow discussing how bartenders get trained, should be trained, can be trained and like the do's and don'ts and the pros and cons of all that jazz because when it comes down to it, bars and bartending and bar managers and all of that jazz are really where my heart sings the most. So I'll do a lot of focus on bars, uh, but I love restaurants in general. So we're going to talk about all of it. So with that said, again, my name is Jeremy Hall. Welcome to the Restaurant Rehab Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to even just this intro episode. And I look forward to talking to you all with guests along the way um, down the road and see what we can all come together with and figure out how to, you know, have a better understanding of the inner workings of restaurants so that we can all have a better experience from every angle. Thank you. And I will talk to you all soon.